Hi, this is Dr. Sudhimohan Das, co-founder and managing director of iFirst International. Welcome to the program again. Uh, today I have with me an esteemed colleague, somebody I've known for many decades, I guess. Uh, I have with me Brian Lee. Hi, Brian. Hey, hi. Good to have you here. Today we're going to be talking something about quite interesting, and that is, uh, I guess, if I put it in afterlife. For those people who have actually worked in a non-profit for a long period of time and uh, have developed a certain way of thinking and all that, Brian has actually moved on uh, after working for a non-profit. So Brian, good to have you again. I said, Thank you for me. I'd like to ask you, you know, you've been working for a non-profit and that was with WWF, yes. right? And uh, what was that transition for you after you had left and then you became an entrepreneur as to what you are now? Yeah. Initially, it was a bit uh, challenging because the, the mindset of of working for a purpose is very different from the mindset of working for profit, right? And and when I left, I took a few years to to find my way to speak. Right? So I I focus on things that I feel that is contributing to the society. In this case, it's education, and that's where I went into training, consulting, and uh, corporate training. And along the way, I was uh, not very sure exactly where to where to focus on because I'm thinking is okay. We we help people. Right? That's why I did in NGOs as well. Right? We help uh, help people. At the same time, corporate thinking is more towards ROI, you know, uh, effectiveness, efficiency, productivity. So the focus is uh, more more towards the perhaps the more material aspects rather than the more people centric aspects. However, I found a. Uh, Fortunately, I found a, a nice balancing line whereby I focus on things that can make people uh, happier at work and indirectly that makes it more effective. Specifically, I focus on communications and productivity. Uh, so that includes things like stress management, those things like uh, how you, you communicate with people. And I find that it's quite in line with what I felt when I was in the NGO, which is that whatever I do has a meaning to it, has a purpose to it. Uh, and, and I guess that when, when that happened, uh, was there some things you said, well, it's not going to work for me, uh, the fact that I worked in an NGO, it's not going to work when I become an entrepreneur. Or were there some things you just felt, you know, I can still carry this forward? If my memory serves me right, um, as, as I remember, because you know, memories, you're, you're not very sure whether memories are reliable or not, uh, change over time. As I remember it, when I was in an NGO, in WF as you know, uh, I don't remember ever asking for a raise. Never. My thinking is, okay, I got this opportunity to, to serve. I, I, that's what's important for me. And leaving the NGO world, I started doing uh, training for training providers. And so far, I've never asked any of the training providers to increase my uh, fees. Hmm? So even those training providers that I've been doing training for the last six, seven years, that rate from seven years ago, I have not asked them to increase the fees. But is that a principle or is that something that, that has come from the fact that you've worked in a, in a non-profit? That's, that's a good question. Um, from, my, from how I see it, right? that's, that's how I see the world in the sense that okay, I'm here to do something good, I got the opportunity, but that, that's what matters. Right? And I believe that if I'm if I'm effective for what I do, then the, the income will take care of itself. I mean that's that's my thinking. Of course at the same time, 
I'm also very careful with, with um, living a simple life. Because as NGO, when you're in NGO world, it's, it's not like a lot of high salaries or whatever, right? So you keep life simple, you know, be, be content with it. And, and that practice has been, that lifestyle has been with me even now. Um, uh, sometimes it's out, of pra- it's out of practicality. For example, I'm very sensitive to environment. So I, I don't sleep on mattresses. Even when I go to hotels for training, right? I will sleep on the floor. And even at home now, I have a king size bed in my room, but I still sleep on the floor. Because it's something that I'm more comfortable with. So I suppose some is due to practical reasons. And, and some is due to the mindset from NGO, whereby you only spend what you really need to spend. Uh, I think that mindset has been carried on for the last 10, 15, 20 years. And, and do you think, uh, in many ways, this is something that is the new uh, generation of people that are coming out into the workforce, uh, who are having this mindset that now I may be working as an entrepreneur, I may be working as a corporate, but there are some very fundamental uh, working habits or culture that one adopts in a non-profit, like you just said, you know, no polystyrene or making sure that you really work within what your means are and all that. Is that slowly happening now in your experience that you're seeing that or it only happens to those people who are exposed to non-profits and then when they go out? Uh, every year I go to universities because I want to keep in touch with the university students. So I do programs for the university students. And, and I see a shift uh, in the last, for example, about six, seven years ago, I'll, I'll ask them, any of you do businesses while you're, you're learning, you're just being a student? And maybe you have a smattering of hands. Huh? Um, now when you ask how many of you, about one third of the, the room will raise their hands. They say, oh, and their incomes range from, ranges from say, Three four hundred ringgit a month to about seven eight thousand ringgit a month as a student, eh? and as a result, when they keep in touch with me after they graduate, uh, they'll tell me that oh I got job offers from three MNCs and all that stuff, and they'll just pick one after one or two months they leave. So I ask, hey, so why why do you leave? You're such a big company, and the reason is that the amount of money that they're getting is less than what they're getting online from their Instagrams, in, from their their MLM whatever that they're doing, right? So to them, it's, it's not so much about getting the position as a manager or whatever, not so much as getting a secure, secure salary, but it's more for the experience. So they'll tell me, oh, I want to, to make a difference in this, or I want to explore this field. So it's no longer about the, the job security that like we, we used to, to think about. No? And some of them tell me, oh, I want to do good. So they tell me, oh, I want to work for NGOs. Uh, but they're still practical though. Meaning they still ask, hey, how much do NGO people earn? No? And then when they find, oh, it's so low, then, you know. So that, that practicality also is quite evident in their thinking. Um, just that they have a lot more thinking in terms of purpose. purpose. So there is a shift in terms of yeah. the mindsets of the new generation. Yeah. Um, perhaps that's, that's also... In, so, but let's, let's take it to a scenario whereby you're now working in a non-urban area, a more rural setup, mm. uh, outside the city. Mm. Um, and, you, and you did work, and I know you have, when you were working that time you actually worked with the communities yes, and so they were either uh, working with with the non-profit organization mm. uh, in whatever capacity yes, uh, at the same time those people it, they looked at working with a non-profit but it, it was not a full-time job right or, or, or maybe it was mm. I'm not so sure but how does that work when it comes to people outside uh, the city uh, when they actually worked for a non-profit and then now suddenly they move uh, 
into a corporate world. Do they still also adapt the same thing, or, or suddenly they have a, they become a different animal? I I really don't know because the last time I was working in rural communities was about ten years ago, mm. so I have no idea how it has changed so far. Mm. And my contacts currently are more in the urban areas, so I, I can't really answer that. Okay, that's, that's fine yeah. because I, at the end day, that is a, it would be useful to actually understand mm. that part. But mm. how is it now in your life that now that you have now come out, uh, have you kind of developed a hybrid model? Uh, whereby you take a lot of what you actually learned and gained from a non-profit into your own business? Or mm. is it everything is looking at ROI or, or the profit? Mm, that's, that's, that's a, a very interesting aspect to, to look at because, because I've been training a lot of different companies and, and the, the feedback from participants when we have tea breaks and lunch and that, is that they are, they are more willing to leave the company if they find that their, their well-being is, is, is not taken care of. Meaning that if they are too stressed, they are willing to just pack and go. Right? And the mindset is not so much as, um, I'm worried about losing my job. It's more like, okay, uh, I'll lose my job. Just that it's more inconvenient. I'd rather not be so inconvenient. Right? And as a result, right, when I, when I look at the, the, the business point of view, it seems that the focus on the people part is, is much, much more intense now. So, so I suspect that, in my, my personal opinion, right, is that the mind, the shift right, between um, what I used to do in NGO and now, is that now my thinking is more flexible. It's, it's not so much in, the, in boxes, so to speak. And that's, I attribute it to NGO training as well, because in NGOs we have so little resources. So we have to think out of the box and okay fine, what can we do? You know, what can we, we do with this, what can we do with that? And how to get things done in the non-traditional way. And I see that in, in corporates right now as well. Um, even even managers that I talk to, they, they start to think, okay, what else can I do compared to the, the past SOPs and, and protocols that they have? I, I see that happening and I suppose that is similar to NGO world whereby we have to make do with what we have, so let's just get creative. Yeah. Okay, so my final question here is, is Supposing you had to make a U-turn mm. and go back, mm. uh, what would you change or what would you bring? You mean uh, go back to NGO? Yeah. To, as an employee yeah. in an yeah. NGO? Yeah. Okay. Supposing somewhere down the line you had to make a U-turn and go back, uh, what would you bring uh, back and saying that, you know, there are some things that need to be uh, changed because, you know, for whatever, assuming that when you left, it still exists right now, okay. you know? Okay. So okay. There's, there's no time. Okay. Uh, what, what would you what would you think that there's something that you like to introduce mm. back that you wouldn't have you wouldn't have gained when you were actually a non-profit? Is there anything? Uh, one one of the things that I would do differently is that I notice in corporates now there's a lot of emphasis on collaboration. In, in many ways, in many ways. It's a lot of, a lot of emphasis. A lot more than in NGO world. And, I've, and although in the NGO circle we say that, oh, we collaborate with government, we collaborate with this and that, the, co- the level of collaboration is very different in corporate. Corporate is like really, really collaborative. And I think that would be one of the things I would focus on a lot. Not so much as, okay, la, we have this agency in the government, we call, so called collaborate in um, air quotes. Huh? Right. Uh, in the business world, it's really collaboration, meaning that, okay, I know that this is your forte, this is your work, your, your profit area. Um, how can I make more money by collaborating with you without going into your circle? Right? I see that a lot nowadays. Okay. 
Well, thanks a lot, Brian, for your, your insights and your experiences that you've shared. Well, this is uh, Dr. Sudhi Bonlas signing off. Uh, thank you very much. If you're very interested in listening more to the podcast, please visit www.ipersinternational.com.